Last week, I spoke about the gifts of the Father and talking about how God the Father gives us gifts. And, and those are listed out in Romans chapter 12 and, you know, and it goes through and it talks about these things. And I personally don't believe it is an exhaustive list, but I do believe that it is a great, perfect starting point for those gifts that God gives to people. So today, I'm going to continue to talk about gifts and presents, because we all like presents, right? <laughs> but uh, today, I want to talk about the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. The title of today's message is, The Best Benefits Package. <laughs> now, my wife works at the hospital, and so they... they there's a new corporation who is, you know, taking over and doing things. And now they're starting to send out all this, you know, looking what the benefits packages are going to be in the future and all these kinds of things. And, you know, I mean, and, and you look at it and you go, okay. But what is a benefits package? It is something that is given to members of that organization, ideally, not always, but ideally to make your life better. Right? I mean, now some of us might look at our benefits, if we even have benefits, and go, it doesn't make my life better. But, you know, but ideally that was kind of what they were designed for. God gives us the best benefits package ever. In Psalm chapter 103, verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We need to... Never forget the benefits that God has blessed us with. We can. It's easy to do. I know sometimes I do it because I get so caught up in everything else. But I always have to remember and go back to, okay, God, what are the benefits that you have given me? See, before we go into the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives... We also need to understand the role that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives and who he is. First, in order to do that, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit is God. Right? Sometimes we, 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 I don't know why we do this, but sometimes we think of it's the Father, the Son, and that guy over here. But it's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three, three in one, it's, it is the Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is God. And sometimes, whether it was just other people being crazy, maybe it was bad teachings, maybe it was no teachings at all, we kind of get a misunderstanding of who the Holy Spirit is. And we sit there and think, well, I really appreciate Jesus. I know God's in charge. And I guess the Holy Spirit's kind of cool sometimes, as long as it's not weird. Right? But the reality is, is that the Holy Spirit is God. And we have to remember that, okay? The Holy Spirit is nothing to be afraid of. You see, Jesus told us in John chapter 16, he said that when the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. That's what he says. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you into all truth. Jesus also tells us, He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So if the Holy Spirit leads us into the truth, and Jesus is the truth, then the reality is is that the Holy Spirit leads us closer to Jesus. 
So why wouldn't the enemy want us to misunderstand and not know who the Holy Spirit is? Because the more we know the Holy Spirit, the closer we're going to get to Jesus. So the enemy, of course, is going to sit there and be like, no, you don't need that. No, 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 no. That's for them. That was for this. That was this. That's all those weird things. That's all the weird people. That's all these things. You don't need the Holy Spirit. Just leave him over there. Well, of course, the devil would tell us that because he doesn't want us to know Jesus more. He doesn't want us to be able to walk in freedom. He doesn't want us to be able to walk into everything that God has called us to walk into. You see, if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and you let him have control by surrendering to to him, then you have full access to his benefits. You have full access to the benefits that he gives. Because Chrissy and I are married, and she signed the box at the hospital, I have full access to the benefits. I didn't do anything to earn them. I have access because of her. We have access to the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus did. Right? When we ask the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, when we ask Him to fill us up, and when we surrender to His will and His desires, He lives through us. In Romans chapter 8, Paul says it like this. He says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always, I love that, the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You're controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you, so even though your body will die because of the sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Paul also says almost the exact same thing in the book of Galatians before he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. I mean, so many similarities. He's telling the the church there in Galatia, the church in Rome, he's saying, hey, you've got to give up all that old stuff and you're no longer bound by it and just submit yourself, surrender yourself to the Holy Spirit so that you can live and walk in freedom. So now after reading that, now that we're able to see that we can live in freedom, and that we can live in the Spirit by being led by Him, we also have to understand that He gives us gifts. He gives us gifts to fulfill the things that He's called us to do. My children, when I give them a gift, 99.9999999% of the time, and a whole lot more, I'm sure there's probably this, 
They did not do anything to earn that gift. All right? Every parent says amen, right? I mean, your kids, your kids did not ever earn the gift. But as parents, we sit there and say, man, I, I just want to give you a gift. I do this because I love you. I do this because it's going to help you. It's going to benefit you in everything that you're getting ready to step into. It is a benefit for them, right? See, the gifts of the Spirit, the ones that He gives us, they enable us to help the body of Christ become all that we are called to become. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts to benefit one another. I'll prove it to you here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's really quiet in here, so I don't know. This may be stepping on toes, I don't know. But it is the same Holy Spirit who continues to distribute many varieties of gifts. The Lord Yahweh is one. And He is the one who apportions to believers different varieties of ministries. The same God distributes different kinds of miracles that accomplish different results through each believer's gifts and ministry as He energizes and activates them. Each believer is given continuous revelation by the Holy Spirit to benefit not just himself, but all. He was given it to benefit all. For example, the Spirit gives to one the gift of the word of wisdom. To another, the same Spirit gives the gift of the word of revelation knowledge. And another, the same Spirit gives the gift of faith. And to another, the same Spirit gives the gifts of healing. And to another, the power to work miracles. And to another, the gift of prophecy. And to another, the gift to discern what the Spirit is speaking. And to another, the gift of speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to another, the gift of interpretation of tongues. Remember, it is the same Holy Spirit who distributes, activates, and operates these different gifts as He chooses for each believer. As He chooses for each believer. The gifts of the Spirit are given to us to benefit one another. So my question for you this morning, what are you doing with your gift? What are you doing with your gifts? Maybe it's more than one. Maybe it's just one. But what are you doing with it? Am I using the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given me to benefit other believers? That's a hard question. When God asked me that this week, he's like, so what are you doing with your gifts? I'm like, I don't. Well, I know what so-and-so should be doing with their gifts, God. Right? As long as I can deflect and not make it about me, I feel a little bit better about myself. But God just began to say, no, no, no. But what are you doing with your gifts? What are you doing with the things I've asked you to do? The Holy Spirit has given me things in my life that I'm gifted at. So what am I doing with them? Am I using them to benefit other believers? And I hope that we are using them to build up his church, who is his bride. You see, if, if, if we go through these nine gifts that, that are listed there in Romans, or excuse me, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the first one is a word of wisdom. And when you study this out, this is literally just giving, giving wise advice. Sometimes we don't think of our ability to give wise advice as a gift of the Holy Spirit, but it is. There are certain people, I'm sure we can probably all think of them that say, man, when I need to have some wisdom spoken into a situation, I call who? And whoever that person is that you're thinking of, chances are very, very good that 
the Holy Spirit has gifted them with wisdom. The next one is a word of knowledge. And that word of knowledge is when the Holy Spirit just miraculously, supernaturally speaks something to someone that they would have no other knowledge about before, and they speak it. I've been in services before where I've, I've seen people go, you know what, God is just leading me you know, to say that, hey, somebody has a hurt knee or whatever, and somebody's like, oh, that's me. And they get healed right there. Because that word of knowledge, the Holy Spirit revealed to someone that they had an ailment, that there was something going on that they didn't know about, and God spoke revelation truth into that moment where everything changed. What's funny to me is that some of these gifts, we like some of them, and some of these really make us nervous. But in those moments where we have these things like, oh, I don't know about that one. That one's going to be a little sketchy. How's Chris going to deal with that one? You know, what are we going to do here? If that's where you're at, then I want to challenge you to go back. Who is the Holy Spirit? He leads us to be closer to Jesus. So if these are the gifts straight from Scripture, and we know Scripture is absolute truth, then we can know that these are good things coming from God. Maybe you've seen it abused by other people in the past. Always possible because people are stupid. We just are. Guilty, right? Don't discredit the Holy Spirit because somebody was a bad model of it. The third gift is the gift of faith. And this is like a supernatural ability to trust God with a confidence or certainty that is beyond the ability of many other believers in that moment. When it talks about this gift of faith, it rarely, the, the way that the, 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 the Greek is worded there, and it's not as though you're always walking around as like, I am this person of faith, and I'm amazing, and I can do everything all the time. I never doubt God ever. No, that's not at all. But in these moments where the Holy Spirit just stirs something inside of you, and you say, I can believe God for that. I know that he has gifted me with this gift of faith for that moment, for that season, for that situation where I can stand in the gap and faith can rise up inside of me. I can think of in my life that it's only happened once in my life that I can remember. And that was where my wife texts me and she said, hey, she goes, we, we have a baby here at the hospital who's, the mom is, is, is about to give birth and they haven't had, they, they don't have any heart tones for the baby for a couple days. And it's, it's bad. And she just goes, Chris, please be praying. And she's done this with me a lot in the past with other things that are going on. And so, you know, I'll be praying. But in this moment, for whatever reason, the gift of faith stirred up inside of me. And I began to pray. I mean, it's something. I can't even describe it. It's not like I was just praying loudly and it was a more faith-filled prayer. No, there was just something that came alive inside of me that just said, no, this is not of God. That baby is not dead. There is life. And I spoke life to that child and called forth that child for the heart to start beating. And within an hour, the child was born and the doctors were amazed. They said, we don't understand it. We are sure it was stillborn. That was a gift of faith that came up. Happened once, that's it. Never met the child, don't know anything about him. I hope one day in heaven I get to. Because how awesome is that, that in those moments when we are just surrendered to who he is, he stirs something up inside of us. I'm not special. I'm a little special, but I'm not special. (laughs) That was the most mom thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) 
You're special to me, son. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. <sighs> Incredible. Oh, I love it. <sighs> the next gift is healing. And this word for healing, this is actually where it's, it's like doctors and medicine and people who just have this compassionate gift to be able to go and help bring healing to people. Sometimes I've seen so many in church growing up, I've seen people kind of almost just, you know, they sit there and they, they, they just kind of like poo-poo doctors. Oh, well, you can't go to the doctor. You don't have enough faith. But healing and actually bringing people in, giving them medicine, showing them how to do things right, being that compassionate person who loves on people well and bringing healing, that is a gift of the Holy Spirit. The people who say those things need to read their Bible because they just don't know. And the one after healing is the gifts of miracles. Two different things. Two different things. And a miracle is something that is done supernaturally by God in that moment where you see something happen that is unexplainable, that cannot be done, and it's a miracle in that moment. And so I've, I've seen people who walk in the gifts of miracles, and they're incredible. The next one is prophecy. And sometimes with prophecy, we can get really, we can get, we can really over-spiritualize it. But the reality is, is that the gift of prophecy is as simple as hearing what heaven is saying and speaking it. The gift of prophecy is just saying, God, what are you saying in this moment? I want to hear what you have to say in this moment. I'm hearing the voice of God and I'm declaring it where it needs to be declared. That's prophecy. It's not always, you know, doom and gloom for, you know, and then in the end times, thus saith the Lord, and this will happen. You know, I just no. It's hearing what heaven is saying and speaking it. That's prophecy. The next one is discerning of spirits. And this is being able to tell what is godly and what is not. This happens mostly... It has been my experience by people who actually spend time in the presence of God. You see, a lot of people will sit there and say, oh, I have the gift of discernment. Well, discernment is not a spiritual gift. Discerning of spirits is a spiritual gift. Discernment is oftentimes, I just think you're a jerk because I don't like you. That's not necessarily the same thing as what the Holy Spirit is saying. Right? We need to have discernment. But the spiritual gift is the discerning of spirits. Okay, this thing that is being released, this thing that is being said, the words that are being spoken from the pulpit, is this actually biblically based? Is this from the word of God or is this from a different spirit? And I need to be able to know that in my life so that I'm not thrown everywhere. I need to know what it is that is being said so I know if it is true or if it is not. I need to know what spirit these things are coming from into my life so I can stand on it if it is truth and I can reject it if it is false. Number eight is speaking in tongues. And speaking in tongues is just, the the way it actually is written there in Greek, it's speaking to God directly in an unknown language. Sometimes people are like, holy cow, this is going to be really crazy and what's going to happen? I don't know. But I know that it's there. And the interpretation of tongues 
is that if somebody in a church service were to speak in tongues in an unknown language, everybody's like, I have no idea what's going on. Then somebody with the gift of the interpretation of tongues would say, this is what I heard God say when they were speaking. It's no different than an interpreter at the UN. The interpreter at the UN hears what is being said, and then they translate it to whatever language it needs to be spoken into for the people who are there. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for the encouragement and the building up and the benefit of each other. At the end of that chapter in 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 27, it says, All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First are apostles, second are prophets, third are teachers. Then those who do miracles, those who have the gifts of healing. Those who can help others, those who have the gift of leadership, and those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now, let me show you a way of life that is best of all. And from there, he goes into 1 Corinthians 13, which is the love chapter, right? He says, man, here's all the gifts and here's how we need to do it. But now I'm going to, he goes, and he tells him, you need to earnestly seek these things. But now I'm going to tell you the best way of all. And that's to love people well. You see, the whole point of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is for the benefit of one another. We have to make sure that we understand a couple of things in regards to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Number one, as I've already said a few times, they are for the benefit of others, not for the benefit of me. I've seen a lot of people who the Holy Spirit is gifted in certain things and it turns into all about them. And it turns into a show. And the last thing I ever want to do is misuse a gift that God has given me. So like I talked about last week, where when I didn't use the gift that my wife gave me, it would dishonor her. The same is true if I misuse a gift that the Holy Spirit has given me, it would dishonor him. I do not want to dishonor him by misusing the gifts that he has given me. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that I don't use the gifts because he's given them to me for use. And so we have to use them. Don't ever think that your gift is more important than someone else's. I've seen it a lot too, guys, where, you know, somebody's like, well, I have the gift of whatever. And maybe it's a new shiny gift that everybody else in the church hasn't seen before. So everybody's like, ooh, that's shiny. That's awesome. And then it has this ability to kind of change our attitude and be like, yeah, that's right, my gift's the best. Your gift is lesser than mine. Mine is better than yours. No. God gives each of us gifts for us individually. And you know what the best part is? Is that the gift that God has given me, in some ways there might be some overlap, but it's very different than the gift that God has given our motto. His gift is not better than mine. Mine is not better than his. The reality is, is that, man, I don't have the same giftings as our model has. So you know what I need? 
I need our motto. I don't have the same giftings that Mary has. So you know what I need? I need Mary. We can get really caught up in the look at my gift and how good I am and forget that we actually need everybody else's giftings around us to help us walk into fullness of what God has called us to walk into. The second thing to remember about these gifts is that they are given by him as he sees fit. But we are also to desire them. The Holy Spirit gives us these gifts, but then Paul tells us, but earnestly seek the most helpful gifts. He says, man, go after it. Earnestly desire those helpful gifts. Now, we can probably check our attitude depending on what we say. We're like, yep, I'm going to be the leader. That's going to be the most helpful gift for everyone else, so I will go after that. No. (laughs) The most helpful gifts are those gifts that are just helpful to other people. I need to seek after the Holy Spirit and then he's going to show me what gifts he's given me so that then I can be of most benefit to everyone else around me. We need to desire more of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives so we can become more dependent upon him. I want my life I want my life to be one where I'm constantly asking him, Holy Spirit, what are you saying for me to do today? You see, because the more dependent I am on the Holy Spirit, the less independent I am on myself. I want my life to be one that is spoke about in Proverbs chapter 3, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. This version says, in all your ways, submit to him. That means giving him control of everything. So often, I want all the benefits that the Holy Spirit wants to give me without all the submission that it requires. I mean, it's probably just me, not you guys, but that's, that's where I'm at sometimes. Holy Spirit, I want all these benefits. I don't really have to. I, 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 I don't want to actually give you all, my, all of me. I just want all the stuff. But the more we become dependent on him, the more we say, Holy Spirit, I need you in my life. I need you to fill me up. I need you to continually be filling me. I need you to just work in my life. And the great thing is, is that when he does that, then it just produces who he is that then just begins to be produced in us for everyone else around us. The Holy Spirit is nothing to be afraid of. The Holy Spirit needs to be sought after. And the Bible tells us we need to even seek the gifts that he gives us. I don't want to be someone who just says, whoo, God, that was a great time that you gave me 10 years ago, but now I've forgotten all my benefits. 
the benefits package at the hospital that we are currently a part of, we probably, I mean, we pay for it all the time, but we probably use this much of it. And I would say the benefits package that the Holy Spirit has to give us, which is even greater, I probably only use this much of it. And the best part about it, it's already been paid in full. All I have to do is submit myself to Him. Surrender myself to Him. Say, Holy Spirit, I just want you to take control. What are you wanting to speak to me today? I want to challenge you this week. Let that be your prayer. Try to remember to do it every morning. Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to speak to me today? And then be listening throughout the day for the things that the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. Because that's how we get closer to Him. And that's how we begin to start seeking those gifts that He tells us to seek. And then do not throw away the gifts that He's already given you. Don't think of your gifts as better than somebody else's. Own the things that the Holy Spirit has given you and say, yes. And maybe you're going, man, I mean, this looks great, but I don't know how to use this. Read the instruction manual. Get into your word and read the instruction manual. Don't be like I was with that drone that I talked about last week where I never picked up the instruction book and I'm like, I don't know how to work this thing. Accept the gift and then learn how to use it. Does this make sense this morning? The gifts of the Father are the things He gave us that was listed there last week. The gifts of the Holy Spirit, the things the Holy Spirit gives us. And next time I speak... We're going to hear about the gifts of Jesus. I, I bet some of us didn't even know that Jesus gave us gifts, but they're awesome. But let's go ahead and stand this morning, guys, and we're going to pray and be dismissed. If you need prayer for something today, we have people up here who would love to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus and you want to know Jesus as your Savior, please come up and get prayer because your life will be forever changed. God, we love you and we thank you. God, I just thank you for for giving us the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for the gifts that you have given each of us. I ask that you would just begin to reveal to us what those gifts are if we don't know or even remind us of those gifts that they came from you in our lives. God, right now, I just ask that you would bless every family who is represented here. God, I ask that you would just keep them safe this week. God, I ask that you would just encounter every single one of us with the power of your presence in everything that we do. Jesus, we love you and we thank you. And in your name we pray. Amen. Guys, you're dismissed. There are snacks in the other room. And uh, Harry and Donna Lee made them, so there's probably a lot. So stick around and eat. And, uh, and we will see you all next Sunday.